what are the, the goods? Here's a sort of sample list uh, that different thinkers have given. And again, we can dig into this in more detail. And there's a lot of detail here, obviously. Uh, I'm sort of slightly skipping over some steps for the, for the sake of time and clarity, but hopefully you can see why they've picked these sorts of things. So John Finnis, life, knowledge, play, aesthetic experience, friendship, religion, practical reasonableness. Alfonso Finnis, you may remember as a new natural law theorist. Alfonso Gomez-Lobo, life, the family, friendship, work and play, the experience of beauty, knowledge, integrity. Uh, Chapel tends to just have a bit of everything. Life, truth, and the knowledge of truth, friendship, aesthetic value, physical and mental health and harmony, pleasure in the avoidance of pain, reason, rationality, and reasonableness, the natural world, people's fairness, achievements, the contemplation of God, if God exists. Mark Murphy, life, knowledge, aesthetic experience, excellence in play and work, excellence in agency, inner peace, friendship and community, religion, happiness. David Oderberg, life, knowledge, friendship, work and play, the appreciation of beauty, religious belief and practice. So uh, David is, is a classic natural law theory. And then if you're interested in, in my own uh, views, uh, life and health, both mental and physical, family, friendship uh, and community, aesthetic experience, uh, potentially rationality, knowledge uh, and religion, broadly conceived. What we would, what we would say is that these things uh, correspond to our ends. These are the things to which human beings are directed. A fully uh, flourishing, happy, complete human being has all of these things. Uh, prioritize some over others, and the, maybe some they, they, they can't pursue at all, and then they pursue others in, in turn. But these are the sorts of things that they're interested in. So though we've now arrived at a list of goods, a list of values, we still need some more concrete guidance on what we actually ought to do and not do in the real world. The natural law theorists now take one of two options. The first is to derive a list of rights from the basic goods and from this a list of duties. The second is to derive a list of duties from the basic goods and from this potential list of rights. So some natural law theorists will argue that relating to each good, there's a relevant right. For example, if life is a basic human good, then we must have a right to life and the right not to be killed. If knowledge is a basic human good, then we must have the right uh, not to be deceived, at least not uh, all other things being equal. You, you might want to add some caveats to that. Of that remains to be seen. And from the right to life, presumably it follows that we have a duty not to kill. After all, if they have the right not to be killed, then presumably we have a duty not to kill them. And perhaps then duties and rights are simply two sides of the same coin. As a term of art, a duty not to do something is sometimes called a negative duty, and a duty to do something is sometimes called a positive duty. Likewise, sometimes philosophers distinguish between positive rights, which are sort of rights to something, and education, and negative rights, which is the right sort of not to be interfered with when it comes to that thing. Uh, if you're interested, I don't take this approach, I take the other approach. And the reason is, I, it seems to me that uh, negative rights and negative duties follow very naturally from this analysis. And although I can see how you might go about getting positive rights and positive duties, I worry that the, the uh, strength of those rights and duties might not be quite so obvious. So I tend to uh, take this opposite approach. And where we go from goods to duties. So a natural law theorist might argue that we ought to promote the basic human goods. We obviously ought to promote them in our own lives, since it makes us better off. But we also ought to promote them in the lives of others. 
You know, we're sociable and communal creatures, so Aristotle also calls us political animals. And by our very nature, and this entails that we ought to help each other and cooperate with each other, my good and your good, they're interlinked. So we have a series of duties to promote and protect the basic goods, both in our own lives and in the lives of others. So knowledge is a basic good, so we have a duty not to lie, at least all other things being equal, and a duty to tell the truth. Life is a basic good, so we have a duty uh, to save people when we're able to do so. Things like that. And then we can derive a list of rights from a list of duties by switching our perspective. If I have a duty not to kill you, then presumably you have the right not to be killed by me. And again, in this sense, duties and rights are two sides of the same coin. So just, uh, and so again, another thing to point out, the two strategies that natural law ethicists take, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, so uh, I, know, I know David personally, David Oderberg, he takes the approach where he goes from goods to rights to duties i take the approach i go from goods to duties to rights and when we've discussed it there hasn't been any major disagreement on the, on that point it's just a reference for which which way is more fruitful and i've explained why i prefer this way here's a summary of natural law if you're a classical natural law theorist, you start with essence or nature, rational animality. From that, you derive a list of human ends. From that, you derive a list of basic human goods. The new natural law theorists jump straight in at the basic human goods. They don't engage in the previous steps. And from that, we all derive a list of duties and rights.